0: Hey there, how are you doing? I am Kristen and James, but you can call me CJ, and you're listening to the Shine to Five Method with CJ. I'm your host. In this podcast, I will be having authentic conversations with amazing women who have found their shine and are walking in their purpose. Because you wanna know why? They know the importance of working on their mindset. Their stories are unique and relatable, sometimes at the same time. Because we are all on this journey called life. I want these conversations to serve as encouragement to each and every one of you who feels stuck, that it's time to get your head in the game and find your shine. The world is waiting. Let's get into it. Joining me today is my new friend, Brooke Alexander. And she is an NLP and hypnosis trainer. And we're going to be talking about using NLP and hypnosis to empower your life. But before we get into the conversation, I want to give Brooke a moment to shine. And you tell us more about yourself, Brooke. Anything you'd like us to know. And thank you so much for being here with me today.
1: Thank you for having me. So a bit about me, a moment to shine. I think I like to lead with um, not necessarily career-related stuff. So for me, I'm a creative person, I love to create, I love to solve problems, so I really like to explore my creative side, right now I'm painting, I am doing designing, things like that, and really, I don't know if you've ever heard of human design, but I'm a manifesting generator in human design, so I have so many different hobbies, I'm sewing, I'm doing all of these different kinds of things, Um, so that's kind of, I guess, that side of who I am, a creative person really at heart. And the other side of me is a, as you mentioned, I'm an NLP trainer, a hypnosis trainer, and I've been doing this for a while now and also using NLP and hypnosis in my business. I love these tools so much. They've transformed my entire life, like completely. Um, And so right now I am training other people to use these tools in their business, in their lives. And that's really what I'm passionate about. That's what I do every single day is spread this message and help people access these tools that can transform their lives. Mm
0: -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. And speaking of,
0: of course, I know what NLP is, but what is NLP?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So the simple breakdown is Mm -hmm. it is the user's manual for the mind. That's the simple way, but I can break it down even further. N is neuro. So this is the physical and non-physical parts of the brain. So the non-physical parts of the brain would be the mental and emotional sides, aspects of our brain. And the, um, L is linguistic. Sometimes I even like trip because these words are so big. Um, (laughs) Linguistic. So this is the language. This is the language that we use to explain our experience, both out loud and internally to ourselves. And P is programming. These are the strategies that we run to achieve the results that we desire. And it's based on so many things, programming, conditioning, patterns, filters, all of these kinds of things. So that's kind of the simplest way to explain what NLP is. Right, the simplest way. And mm-hmm. what, what would you say made
0: you get into NLP and hypnosis to now be at the point where you can train others to do it?
1: It really happened by accident. I had started coaching. So I started out coaching. Uh, I was doing personal training online. I'd done my personal training certification but what i realized very quickly was that people knew what to do in the gym people know that they have to go to the gym that they need to run you know lift weights go for walks whatever that wasn't the problem with the people that i was working with right. the problem yeah. was what was going on in their minds they didn't mm-hmm. think they were capable they kept on telling themselves it wasn't worth it it wasn't going to make a difference so that's when i started to get more into the mindset aspect of things and i was coaching and i wanted to learn how to actually coach people, um, attend a training. And I found one, I found one online and I signed up for it when I had, I didn't even know what NLP was. I didn't know what NLP was. I had no idea that hypnosis was even part of the training. I didn't know until I got there. Um, so it it was all kind of an accident, but I think it was maybe day three. I had an experience where I realized how powerful it was and I was hooked.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay, so the, the so let's talk about the hypnosis part because mm-hmm. of course now when people hear hypnosis, they're thinking about like the pendulum in front of them and they're falling asleep and they're walking around like a zombie. But what actually happens in the in the process of like hypnotizing?
1: Mm-hmm. So the state that you go in into when you're in a hypnosis session. Is the state that we go in and out of naturally all day long. So you know how those times maybe you're on your phone and you're scrolling on Instagram and you don't even realize what you've just looked at. Or you're driving and you get part way down and you don't remember what just happened a few minutes before that. You're like, wait, how did I get here? You're kind of going in and out of that state of hypnosis. So in an actual hypnosis session, when you're using it to for therapeutic purposes. You are guided to go into this state of deep relaxation. It's the state between awake and asleep. So you are aware of what's going on, but you're so relaxed and the critical faculty of the brain is switched off. That's what we do in hypnosis. We bypass that critical faculty, the part of the brain that can kind of come up and say, yes, no, no, that's not possible. No, yes, I can do that. No, I can't do that. And the hypnotherapist will just kind of give suggestions that go straight into the deepest part of the brain without that resistance from that critical faculty. So when someone's in a hypnosis session, they are relaxed, they are calm, they can hear everything, they can move, they can talk, they can, if they want, decide that they don't want the hypnosis anymore. It's not in alignment with their values. And they'll say, no, I don't want to do this. So a hypnotherapist can never make you do something that is out of alignment with your values or with what you think is right. Uh, Because you're fully aware. You can at any moment decide no. Mm -hmm.
0: Because that was going to be my next question. If you encounter uh, people, subjects who are resistant to the hypnosis or maybe they are... They're nervous, or they have some preconceived notion about hypnosis, and then going into it, they're like, maybe they might be willing to try, but there's this, there's still a part of them that is resistant to that. Does that impact the actual hypnosis or the pro- the process of being hypnotized? If they, the, once you explain everything to them, just as you explained it to me, like, oh, okay, I will, I will know, I'll be aware, I'll know what's happening to me, I'll know where I am, but once you do explain it to them. Is there still a part of them that maybe it's a fear that's kind of holding them back where they're resistant to it and you have to work through that then?
1: Yeah, exactly. There can be. So with all of my hypnosis sessions and the way that I train my students is that we go through... I like to always do a coaching session before I do a hypnosis session with someone. Um, So in that time, we explain what hypnosis is and we really find out where the client stands in regards to hypnosis, where their mindset is, if they actually think it's going to work. Because if someone comes along and they want to do hypnosis to quit smoking, but they don't think it's going to work, they're like, I'm going to do this, but I don't think it's going to work, Uh it it won't work, right? So we need to, in that situation, maybe explaining everything that I just explained to you wouldn't work. So in that Mm -hmm. case, like we would do the hypnosis or maybe we wouldn't even do it if the client is so resistant. But there are some times where maybe they're just like, they have that little fear, like you were saying, we can Mm -hmm. still work through that and um, explain hypnosis in a way that is empowering for the client. So I often will tell my client, even if you are feeling resistant, the hypnosis will still work. So even if you feel this way, It will still work. So even if you, and I kind of, I I do this in all experiences with my clients. Like Mm -hmm. even if you're feeling fear, you can still get what you want. You can still take action. So it's the same in hypnosis. It's just dependent on how resistant the client is.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like there would be the people who would be curious enough. Oh, like you say, okay, I don't know. Let me just try this. I'm going to try. It's probably not going to work. But let me just try and see because other people have spoken about it. So when you talk about um, feeling empowered or getting results through hypnosis, but as you explained, uh, the person is fully aware of where they where they are, what they're doing, who's with them. how what's the, the transformation? How does that come about? Is it after just one session? Is it a series of sessions? Does it depend on the person? I just asked you like 85 million.
1: It's <laughs> oh, okay. I have take an it away. for all of them. <laughs> uh, so hypnosis can work in a single session. It can. Okay. Um, I like to do a few. I had, I've had clients where we've only had time to do one session before they needed to do the thing, like had a client who, needed, um, hyp- who wanted hypnosis for a fear of flying and she was about to go on her honeymoon like three days later. So we didn't have time to do multiple sessions. She got on the plane and she was fine. So there are times when it it does work in one session. I personally like to encourage people to do the hypnosis and listen to it over and over again for maximum impacts. But with hypnosis, it's really interesting because the change happens at such a deep subconscious level that people don't really even realize something has shifted. So I do hypnosis very, very frequently, and and I've seen it with my students and my clients, is we'll do this session, and then maybe a month later or two months later, they'll look back and think, oh, I'm doing this so differently than the way that I used to do it, and I didn't even realize. It's just, it creates a change that you don't even know about. And the new way of being and doing just becomes so natural that you don't even, you're not even consciously aware of it because we've gone right into the subconscious mind. So the transformation, it's not always this like big explosion at the session, like, Oh my gosh, I just feel so amazing now. But it's, it's often this really subtle shift that you notice more and more over time. And then you look back and you're like, whoa, I've been doing this entirely different and I haven't even been worrying about this thing that I used to worry about. And that's, that's why I love it because the shift is so subtle, but so powerful.
0: So because it's happening in the subconscious, is it essentially, is hypnosis essentially retraining the brain?
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: Okay. Okay. Very, very interesting. So When you have to, when you do work with a client and do like a series of of sessions with them, is it, would you work on just like one thing or one issue or with each session is something different that contributes to a bigger picture? It just, again, depends on the person.
1: It does depend on the person and the challenge that they have um, come forward with, like the thing that they want to work on or the goal that they want to achieve. With someone uh, for quitting smoking, for example, for that one mm-hmm. it's super specific. So all the sessions would would mostly focus around quitting smoking, but there could be stuff about um, social things. Maybe they're smoking because they like the social aspect of it. So then we could do a hypnosis around finding that social that social aspect of things in another way or something like that. So it does depend on the client. For my the way that I do hypnosis, I do it as part of my overall coaching. So I would only do it if we needed it for something specific. And I would okay. I would use other techniques that I have, my other coaching skills, NLP, other things, and just use whatever tool I needed that I have in my tool belt that was appropriate for the client at that time.
0: At the time. Okay. And if, let's say someone, for example... They have a nine to five, they have a side hustle, um, but they, and as much as the side hustle might be growing, they still are holding on to the fear of letting go of that stability. And they have convinced themselves that that's why they're staying in the nine to five. But really there's a fear where there's a conditioning there. There's a conditioning that has told you you need, to, you need to go to school, get an education, get this job, and live out your days at this nine to five. How would you work with someone who has all these external factors that you know? there's this stability, they're saying, I need to be able to pay off my debt, and they, they might not necessarily have anyone in their immediate circle that supports their decision. So now they're hearing all these other voices that are also feeding their subconscious, But there is a part of them that says, I want to do this, but can I do this? How would you work on empowering them through that process? Would that be hypnosis?
1: (laughs) It would be all of them. We could do hypnosis for that. There's so many NLP techniques that we could do. Um, There's another one that I teach called time techniques. And this one is really amazing. So what we do with this one is we go to the subconscious mind's representation of when a belief was created. Okay. So we could go back to the time on the person's timeline. Now, I'll, maybe I'll explain what timeline is. So okay. our, we all have a timeline. So if I were to ask you to point in the direction of your future and point in the direction of your past, you would point in directions that imply a line in relation to your body. So for everyone listening and for you, um, Mm -hmm. can you please point in the direction of your future? And where is your past? (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we use this line and we have the client um, go back to a time in in their past where maybe the belief was created that I... I, I'm not nice. I'm a bad person or something like that. And we go to that time and remembering that it's their subconscious minds, just representation of it. This is a very intuitive process as well. Like intuition is really important here. Um, but going back to this time and maybe they go back to that time and it was when they were a little kid and they saw something or someone yelled at them and they had an experience and they made that mean I'm a bad person. So then they've made decisions for the rest of their life based on that. So we go back to that time and say, what did you learn there? What's something positive about yourself that you learned from that experience And we get the client to say something positive and we switch the experience from being a past negative experience into a future positive resource, something that they can take from that experience that's positive and bring it back into now, bring it back into this current time and take it all the way along their timeline into the future and kind of apply those learnings to other experiences, um, and that's kind of time techniques in a very tiny nutshell but it's that's really really awesome because i've had experiences before where so we can do this in um past life or generational depending i know not everyone kind of follows those things and that's okay but for me i do and i had one where i was in the womb and i was doing a time techniques on something like um I have to be like my mom or I am like my mom. That was a limiting belief that I had. I, I am like my mom. And so I had this kind of vision when I was doing this time techniques of me as a baby. This is going to sound really weird. So I <laughs> I hope everyone's into it. Um, of me like coming out of the womb and doing a cord cutting of my umbilical cord. And it was this like, it was a really powerful moment for me because in that moment I realized I'm not her. I don't have to be like her. And it kind of shifted things for me moving forward, especially in my business. Um, because that limiting belief, although it was about something in my personal life was impacting me in my business as well. Um, so I would use time techniques a lot for my clients. It's one of the ones that I do, um, a lot for limiting beliefs and limiting, mm-hmm. limiting decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, time techniques, uh, EFT, there's so, so many things. Okay, I could go on for hours.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so once you get them in front of you, and it just really once you they describe what their their issue or their situation is, then you can pull from what they've described to to say I'll do A, B, C or D,
1: or all yeah, about it. yeah exactly. About it. It's a lot of coaching and just a lot of listening, and not necessarily throwing techniques at people and being like, okay, I'm going to do this technique and this technique. It's just kind of reframing and listening and questioning, and then when I notice something coming up a lot, then I'll say, "Okay, I think that we can do this technique, and um, we're gonna we're gonna move forward." And do you find people tend
0: to come to you more for the hypnosis piece of it or for the coaching piece of it? Is it a curiosity thing? Yeah, when
1: it? I first started doing it, it was more for the hypnosis, yeah. and now it's more for the coaching.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, Cause you okay. can now he can balance the two out. And yep. speaking of for the coaching, what do you have, what are you working on? What do you have coming up? What should we be looking out for from, from Brooke?
1: So if anyone is interested in learning more about NLP and hypnosis and how to use it in their life and their business, I have a certification program called the Created Coach Method. And we are going to be starting a new round very soon. Um, so, if you are looking to learn more about these things and how to apply them um, to your life, if you don't have a business, that's okay. But also, if you are a coach learning how to use these tools in your business, um, then definitely you can uh, find me at createdmindacademy.com. And yeah, that's my website.
0: Yes, yes. And it will be linked. It will be linked in the show notes. I'm curious, how did you? What was the process like coming up with your own your own program, your own training program? Just out of curiosity, so
1: <laughs> I I've done a lot of different NLP trainings, and okay. I I went to a training called a Trainers Training in LA to learn how to be a trainer, and then um, there's kind of the standard in. NLP trainings, all NLP trainings technically have to be the same. They all teach pretty much exactly the same thing down to a T because they have to, in order to be accredited by the international bodies. So, um, it, that, that was pretty simple that part, but it allowed me to kind of add my own thing. So I have, um, really made it my own as well after having experience with my students and finding out what works for them and what they need help with. And, Applying it to people who want to use it in their business as well.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was just just very curious. But before I let you go, Brooke, do you have a nugget that you can leave listeners with? Some words of encouragement, a quote, something that just resonates with you?
1: Yeah. So a little while ago, I saw this quote on, I think I found it on Pinterest. I don't know, but it was was mind-blowing for me. And Mm -hmm. let me just see if I can quickly find it here because I don't want to mess it up. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so this is the actual thing that I screenshotted from Pinterest. It says, I was making a lot of mistakes. Then my archery instructor said, you make mistakes because you're focusing on the target and not on your actions. And I was like, whoa, that's a good one.
0: That's a good one. Yeah, and as a as a mindset coach, I can really appreciate why that resonated with you. I see mm-hmm. like ding. I see why you why you did screenshot it from from yeah. Pinterest. <laughs> but thank you very much for for being here with me and sharing your energy and your 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 wisdom, your expertise and just I learned some more about NLP and about hypnosis. So I, that's why I was really looking forward to this conversation as well. Cause I'm always very, very curious as to what um, just hearing how the, the, the guest or the woman who's shining and what she does, how she shines and how she, how her light just kind of helps to guide others. So thank you very much for being here today with me. Brooke. Thank
1: you for having me. I appreciate it. This was great. I could talk about this stuff for hours. So,
0: right. I know. I know. I just, I I had to keep an eye on the time. Right. But mm-hmm. I feel like you touched on enough for, to, to, to really pique many people's curiosity to reach out to you and to just learn some more. So And we, of course, will we'll stay connected. And if I have any other questions, I can reach out to you myself. So, but for today, thank you very much for being here with me. Well, we've come to the end of the episode. And girl, can I just say that I hope that you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed being a part of it. How inspired are you feeling right now? Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on what we have coming up because these will just keep getting better and better. If you're a young woman ready to get out of that grind to five rut and find your shine to five purpose, connect with me on my website, kristenandjames.com. Take care until next time. And as I always say, have a sparkling day.